152 yards. Should be just a nice, comfortable nine iron for him. They're going to go nuts when he hits this thing. Okay, we're back again. Uh, our last major of the season uh, coming in hot right now. Had a had a wild weekend. Uh, some wild golf was played. And then, yeah, I am I am all jolted up for, for the last major of the season here. But we got to get to the elephant in the room right here. We're on a uh, we're on a time limit on this podcast because we are now being bullied uh, by my wife's podcast. Uh, we are in a spot where we apparently have uh, have the second priority on what we'll call the studio space in the house. And this may be the start of a uh, a long and vicious rivalry if this is the game we're going to start playing uh, in the next few weeks. Yes, thanks. Uh, you know, I would like to say it's because they have more views and listens that she thinks she can um, boss us around like this. But, you know, having seen the day-to-day home life of you guys, it might just be the way things are, unfortunately, for us. And I'm kind of lumped into that as well, you know. So, but... Until we until we get our listenership up, uh, I think we're always just going to have to just go with whatever Katie says. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, I uh, can't believe you just said that on the national airwaves. But I, you know, that is how it goes sometimes. And uh, yeah, like I said, I guess the um, the biggest players get the priority. But despite that, we'll still put out some limited uh, some limited great content. Um, I got to start with my uh, my tremendous weekend before we get into the the Open Championship. So I was in um I was in uh, Jersey and Philly uh, in the middle of last week. Um, Katie was going to Beyonce with uh, her best friend, who is also my daughter's godmother. Had a great week. Uh, took a long ass train back on Friday night so I could play in the Braintree member member. Uh, sucked both days uh, tremendously, which is you know, fantastic to be rounding into that kind of form headed into some important weeks here. Um, but then best of all, uh, coming back from Sunday after we got rained on the entire day and, um, I had my worst round of this, the entire year, um, in a garbage mood. Um, so I go and pick up some takeout food for myself to sort of eat my troubles away. I get back to my house. My wallet is nowhere to be found. I check everywhere. And then I sort of deduced that I paid for the food and I don't have it at home. So it literally has to be somewhere between where I physically went into the store and where, where I was at home. Um, So I go back and I see my wallet in the middle of the street and it's just being run over repeatedly by like 50 cars. Um, So I have to stop traffic and grab my wallet to find that it, it literally is like dust. Like it has been ground into dust. So um, I put all of my cards and money in um some rice when I got home and have sort of like rectified it since then. But the best part of this is that I had like 50 bucks in cash and two lottery tickets because the lottery jackpots are crazy right now in my wallet. I was sure of this. I get to I get to my wallet, I have fifty dollars in cash, but it is soaked. The lottery tickets are nowhere to be found. Um so I don't know if they just got wet enough and run over enough where they were just literally exploded into dust or whether somebody stopped in the middle of the street, got my wallet passed on the on the shore 50 bucks and decided to take two <laughs> chances at 900 million. Either way, I sort of respect it. But yeah, coming off that leading into into this bully session, um, I'm, I'm picking tonight with a big chip on my shoulder. So I just got to prep you for that. Wow. Yeah. Did someone win? I wonder. 
Uh, I, I nobody, thankfully nobody won. Um, we have to dodge okay. one more bullet tonight. I like literally my worst nightmare is, um, there's a Massachusetts winner and nobody claims it. Uh, cause then I'll have, you know, I'll have just, yeah, I'll just have to sort of just go play in traffic myself. I guess there's no other option. So one more, one more bullet to dodge tonight. And then we could sort of put that thought, uh, out of my head going forward. So how did you, so it was on like a main street, the wallet? The or, So like I, the I had to park lot. on like the side of a street in like just a street spot and uh, run across the street to this restaurant to, to grab the food. So I don't know when I was like, obviously running back to my car from paying, um, it fell out. But like, as you know, it was like thunderstorming like crazy. So it was just soaked in like a big puddle. And like I said, everything was just like ground up on the inside of it, but <laughs> That's, you know, at least it wasn't lost for good, but yeah, yeah. sort of a tough, uh, a symbolic, um, you know, running over of my ego that happened all weekend and then uh, continue, continue tonight. Is the, uh, was the wallet itself salvageable? No, 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 no. it is. It's no, like I'm... too wet. Like I tried to dry it out, but it's just like still soggy today, like two days later. So um, yeah, Amazon's a great thing. So just Amazon myself, like a cheapie and uh got it overnight and now I'm back in a back in action but I went to work on Monday with all of my uh cards and money in like one of my daughter's hair ties like just uh, I couldn't even find a rubber band in the morning but I was just like all right well this is I'm sure nothing could go wrong with this setup right here but yeah, I was able to make it <laughs> oh man that's wild I can't believe you guys still played on Sunday yeah that was brutal Brutal. Right. Yeah. Well, I think we got through like two or three holes before it just came down steadily, like the entire time. And there were a few holes where we were getting absolutely dumped on. And uh, I don't want to spend too much time on this because I really, really uh, don't want to relive this weekend. But course is playing ultra tough, um, especially they like grew the rough like up a lot. Um, so like Saturday when it was dry, like it was actually like hard to hack the ball, like like with some competency if you got like a shitty lie and then sunday when it was soaked it was just literally impossible like it was just a wedge out to the fairway like regardless of lie because it was just so thick um but we uh after number 11 which is the the highest handicap or the lowest handicap hole on the course the hardest hole on the course you know what i'm talking about that yeah that par four par four um our yeah. the old guys that i was playing with um hit the ball in the rough and then literally advance the ball like 20 feet at a time, like the entire time. <laughs> and then we get to the next tee box and the Ranger like comes plowing up 11 and is like, you guys got to pick it up. And my partner, uh, that dude, Phil just yeah. lost his mind and was like, do you see like how hard it's raining right now? Like, what do you want us to do? And I was like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. I usually I'm the first to like snap it, like something like that. But I was like, it is pouring right now. Like this course is tough. Like who who is tearing this shit up that needs to go right now? It was rough, but it was it was good that he uh, he got to it first because I you know I can definitely that can set me off like real quick like coming off like a hard hole just soaking wet and then like now is the time like coming after that hole to like come and come and give that warning like you just got to pick your spots. Yeah, you would think it seemed like Phil had some pull at Braintree Municipal as well. I'm surprised he I, got spoken to. Like I that. don't think anybody gets more disrespect now that I've sort of been around him for a couple of days. Like I, I am stunned at just like how little pull he has, considering like like you said, like I thought that I thought it was different, but um, I let him down big time though. So I I can't even talk bad. Like it was 
it was very poor, very poor effort by me. Um, not that we had a chance, really a chance to win anyway, I don't think, but just, just disappointing. And then, like I said, I'm getting major, like self-security issues, like handing, like heading into a couple of weeks from now at this tournament. Like, is this like, this has been a few times where I faltered, like under some competition pressure and I, uh, yeah, that, that would be a big, a big change up from how I perceived the remainder of my athletic career. So I got to get it together. Um, yeah, very quickly. Yeah. You got some time. You got some time. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll see. The Ryder Cup is coming up pretty soon here, about three weeks. Um, so definitely excited for that. Definitely excited for the mo- final major of the year. Where would you say the Open Championship falls in your ranking of of major golf? Uh, it depends on the course, I think, a little bit. But I'd say between third and fourth. I think like the yeah. Masters is a clear number one, and then the U.S. Open is like always number two, and then I could sort of you know PGA and and uh, open. and yeah. Open Championship I could go either way on depending on, I guess the, what the field's like, like more more like the environment for those two will sort mm-hmm. of break it. But I think for me it's probably number two behind the Masters just because of the it has like such a um, clear identity, the, the open championship and just a chance to see like links golf when we don't normally get it. It's on at a different time that we're not normally used to. And, and it's also just sad that it's the last major of the year and we don't get another one of these for like nine months or so. So going to definitely take advantage, enjoy it as much as possible. And, um, yeah, definitely looking forward to this week. Yeah, I'm with you there. I, I do love like the link style golf, but like I, I needed it at St. Andrews and I needed it at some spots and I know like we'll get into this, but I like when the course is like burnt out. Like I want it to play like, like a British or like an open championship should. Um, the thing that sort of like, like, uh, like, like marred it a little bit for me, I guess was remember uh, Malik uh, Morikawa's win uh, a couple of years ago. Like that was just so anti like open championship, like no wind, um, no rollout. Everything's playing sort of soft, like just a weird year. So we might get a little bit of that here. Um, and if so, that will sort of be like a, I guess a negative on the tournament for me, but yeah, man, I, I am excited that we're, so we're at, we're at Royal Liverpool, um, which is outside of, of Liverpool proper, um, a par 71, just over 7,300 yards, um, pretty long track. Um, but yeah, like you, you sort of touched on a little bit of it, like a different style of golf when we're, when we're in Europe, um, brings a lot of, uh, a lot of guys we don't normally see, um, in the contention, uh, just because of the style, um, everything will be kept a little lower. Uh, you know, everything sort of runs out. The greens play like way slower than, than like your normal tour greens. Like, I think we saw a lot of that at the Scottish this past week. Um, but yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it. We, we got a stacked field. Um, and what I've read about this course, uh, that, that just went, you know, through some renovations recently, since the last time the tournament has been held is that, um, like the the name of the game this week is being accurate off the tee. Like that sort of matters more than everything else, um, and that gives me some interesting thoughts about about who I like this week. I don't know. Are you reading the same thing about the course and what's gonna what it's gonna take to actually excel in this in this uh, you know major? Um, I think so. Yeah, I'm hearing a lot of just um, most people saying very demanding off the tee. I'm hearing a lot of different opinions about like what the winning score will be. I think of course it's a lot very much dependent on the weather and how much wind we get, but I'm hearing like things all in the range of like minus 18 being like the lowest score to anything down in the single digits. So I don't, I don't really know what to expect. Um, 
in terms of that. I think it'll probably fall somewhere in between, maybe like low teens, something like that. There's there is um a lot of internal OB and a lot of uh, penalizing yes. bunkers, sort of yeah. like 275 to 300 out where um and these bunkers are like real hazards if you do end up in them a lot of times or most of the time you're probably just ending up having to chip like sideways out without being able to get it over sort of the wall in front of you so um i think that'll be enough hopefully to to bring the the, the winning score down a little bit and we don't just see like a huge um birdie fest i hope but um yeah very different than you know being on the different rotation and seeing all the different open courses that they're, they're not all exactly the same this one is as you mentioned a lot more demanding off the tee and it's not like st andrews is is really not that right um and so when we see the likes of like cam smith winning last year at st andrews where his his weakness can sometimes be you know driving uh accuracy a little bit a lot of people sort of down on him this week from what i'm hearing in terms of just not not 100 sure that he's going to be able to drive it to the point where he's going to be able to put himself in contention. So that's an interesting um, point there for sure. But um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I, uh, I've been reading the same thing about, about how it's demanding off the tee. Um, not, not always sort of favoring the bombers, like a lot of shorter than driver, uh, you know, tee, tee offs on a lot of the par fours. Like you said, that the fairway bunkers are a major and real hazard for guys and that they are placed sort of in like the driver landing area for, for a lot of holes. So um, some opportunities to hit driver and, and, you know, sort of maybe try to be a little tighter and take a little bit more risk. But um, the course is going to reward uh, good shots and, and punish bad shots, which is great, which I think, you know, even though we may get like a score nearing like 20 under, like I do think it's going to be a difficult enough challenge to um, keep the cream of the crop of the field, um, sort of the ones contending, even in a, in a, you know, a, a more birdie fest type, uh, final score. Um, yeah. So from what I've seen, like, like the T, you know, accuracy off the T, um, being paramount number one, uh, because we're going to see a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, less than driver play, uh, off the T, I think long irons, uh, and sort of being, being someone who's a good ball striker will be, uh, important and then um, scrambling and, and what I've read some term like creative scrambling a little bit like on Link's course like having different uh, different ways to attack um, around the green and then lag putting uh, on short greens is another one that I'm seeing because I don't think the greens are particularly challenging but way slower than than guys are used to seeing and, and then yeah can be uh, from from the wrong miss on the green will be tough to tough to hold so um sort of getting creative to to get up and in. Um, yeah, I, I am, uh, I'm really confused about, about where to go. You, you mentioned Cam Smith and coming into the week before I sort of did a little research, I was like, all right, that's, that's my number one guy. And then, you know, you're sort of reading how his one weakness is sort of the one demand that the course is really going to put on players. So that sort of threw me off a little bit. Um, but what I'm, what I'm most excited for, you know, sort of the last thing I'll say about the course itself is that 17, 18 closing stretch. Um, we got like 130 something yard par three on 17, which is pretty, you know, everybody will be playing like a wedge into that um, unless the wind is blowing like crazy. But then a 600 yard par five with an extremely tight, like out of bounds line uh, relative to to missing the fairway. Um, so, you know, I think we could see um, some fireworks like down the stretch. Like, I don't think a lead is safe. Uh, you know, a one shot, two shot lead is safe going into a hole like 18 where, um, you know, the out of bounds line comes into play. 
Yeah. Yeah. It should be, it's always nice to have a great uh, finishing stretch stretch of holes like that. Always love a nice, like iconic, um, 17th hole par three and it's nice to have like a little variation of like you know we don't always want to see 200 yard par threes like it's nice to throw in there like a 130 140 yard um par three just to like mix things up a little bit and yeah always and ending with the par five is always great um i'm hearing a lot of comparisons in terms of like course comps i've heard like sort of sawgrass pop up a little bit obviously like very different in terms of the hazards that they offer, but just in terms of the demand and the amount of trouble that you can get in. Um, so that was something I sort of tried to pay attention to a little bit in terms of um, trying to see which guys to target, but all right. Yeah. Should we, uh, should we get into the plays? Yeah, let's do it, dude. And I, and I really sort of liked what we started to touch upon last week, like sort of just firing off some plays and letting that spur the discussion. So I think we're going to keep doing it that way this week. Um, and I think it's going to, you know, give a pretty good insight as to who we like as, uh, you know, as players this week. Um, so I'm going to start and I'm going to go and just touch on this guy right now. My uh, my first play is Cam Smith to win 20 to one, <laughs> despite what I just said. And despite sort of his weakness, uh, you know, matching up with the with the course's demand and despite everybody seeming to fade him this week. Uh, I'm on him and it's because of the putting and it's because of the short game and it's because of just like the big game, like attitude that he has. Uh, Obviously the defending champion here has gotten a like stunning lack of coverage this week, in my opinion. Like I haven't really seen him in the media. I know he's not in any of the featured groups on the first two days, which is in my opinion, absolutely outlandish Uh, not only because he's the defending champ, but also like, He's super exciting to watch play golf and I I'm pissed that he won't, you know, won't be able to follow him. Um, but I just, I, I just like him. I, I, I don't think he, he is somebody that can disappoint that badly. Um, you know, if he just drives it competently or, or maybe just puts the driver away, like I just like everything else that the course demands in terms of long iron play, scrambling, uh, you know, being great at lag putting, like he is, he is the best at those or among the best. Um, and given that and sort of the mental game, like I just can't fade him going into this tournament, like not only because I want to see him win, um, but because I also think like this is sort of uh, this is sort of a pretty good price for for somebody of his stature to to get um, in the odds, too. So I, I'm going against sort of the grain and I'm going with him first, Cam. I like that. What do you say it was? 20? 20. Number? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. I should also mention, I heard him say this week he was telling his buddies we're going to be drinking out of this cup again after the weekend, after the yes, chalice. I, saw that. <laughs> I, I didn't, that was like a, that's also a big driving force. So, you know, he's coming off a live win, obviously feels good about his game. And yeah, all of those things, like I just, I can't get off him this week. Seeing a lot of, I, I like that. I'm seeing a lot of sort of uh, parallels to sort of Brooks coming into the masters, like earlier this year, coming off the live win, like right before, everyone either like not knowing about it or kind of like downplaying it that it doesn't really matter um a lot of, of course like coming to the masters there was a lot of questions about the live guys in general just how they were going to perform but um but yeah everyone kind of down on them this week so i, I like that play for sure um and by the way not i don't i don't have a play really on brooks at all but do you have thoughts on him i have a just, play on uh, it okay all right so we'll hold that yeah. all right so my friend <laughs> My first play is uh, going to be Ricky Fowler at 25 to one. You could say, you know, um, maybe peaked a little bit too early with the win at Rocket Mortgage, but he's just been playing some some excellent, excellent golf. And um, 
you know, fantastic on links style courses. Um, I, I just lo- really love the way his sort of game has been rounding into form this entire season. I'm happy. I was happy to see him get the win. Um, and, and just like that play quite a bit. I think that he, um, just seems to be in a really good spot right now in his career and with his game and, and just sort of, um, the way that he, that he's been playing. So, um, so I like that a lot. I love it. Uh, I, I love the player. Uh, I love his fits. Um, I do believe back in the day he came in second here to Rory's open championship win, same course. Um, 2014, playing, yes. Yeah. I think he's playing better now, um, than he really ever has, frankly. Um, so yeah, I like that. It, it was a little rich for my blood, um, to see him down there above, uh, some other guys that I liked, um, equal or better than him. So I didn't play that per se. Um, but I do think he has a chance to contend and I, and I would frankly love to see that. Um, I have, uh, two plays on Tyrrell Hatton, uh, another guy that I really like this week. Um, I have him to win outright, uh, same price as Ricky 25 to one. And then my, my funner play I think is, uh, him to be the top British and Irish player. And that is, uh, five to one. And that is basically a fade on Rory this week, um, because I don't. I think if you know Rory's out of that particular pool, um, I don't see anybody else beating Hatton this week. I know Fleetwood's been playing well, um, but I, I do think Hatton's sort of on another level recently. Um, yeah, and I, I'm just a big fan of what. Again, like if you're talking about what the course needs, like that's what he's pretty damn good at. Uh, so. If he can get hot, uh, he can go as low as anybody, obviously familiar with link style golf. So um, I like Hatton a lot uh, to win and to be the top British and Irish player. So, oh, so they just threw all the British and Irish guys. Yeah, it's one in one, one category. Yeah, one, okay. one pool. <laughs> that confused me a little bit the first time. I thought I was like, is he both? <laughs> it's a combo play. It's a dual citizenship play. <laughs> <laughs> no, they got both. I'm guessing if it was Irish, it would just be like Rory at right. minus a thousand, you know. So I'm sure they just got to get him in the bigger pool. Okay, yeah. Okay, I got a couple of matchup plays here. You like um, wait? You like Hatton? What are your I thoughts? Do like, I do like Hatton. Yeah. Do you think no, he should I, be priced? I was. He was somebody when I was looking at Ricky. I was like, how is Ricky above him? Like that was my thought. Well, you said oh, they're the same number, right? 25? Yeah, they're the same number. And I was like, Hatton, yeah. like, I feel like is significantly more likely to win this tournament. I feel the same way about Fleetwood, who's priced at the same as both of them. I just feel like why why wasn't he not, you know, not significantly above them. But like if Xander is at like 22, like I like Hatton I think around that, Hatton, that. Yeah, I think Hatton should be like low 20s. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that I think Fleetwood should be maybe hot. I don't know. Higher. I just yeah, yeah yeah I just don't have any confidence in him to like actually win. I don't know. I guess I don't know. I don't know. It's freaking brutal, um, man. It's like <laughs> like he did it again. Not that he did it again, but you know, super in contention last week, playing well, yeah. like in like like I think the second to last group maybe, and fired like and a, like just a two no, over on the final day. Just no momentum on Sunday yeah. on Sundays. It's so brutal. disappointing all the time. Brutal. I wish. I wish it wasn't the case, but I don't know just how many times this is going to happen, but I don't know. Um, okay. Yeah. So I got a couple matchups. The first one's going to be uh, Justin Rose, who is listed at minus one Oh five over Tony Finau plus one fifteen. So I actually don't mind Finau too much coming into this, but he, the form is not great. His win 
wasn't too long ago, I think like two months or so at the Mexico Open or whatever that was. But the form since then has not has not been super strong. We have seen guys kind of show up at the Open not coming in with great form, but I don't know. I just I it, the consistency of Rose's game over the course of this entire season, I'm willing to bank on, and I think that um, that I like him in that matchup. And then the other one is going to be Minwoo Lee over Sungjae Im. Um, Sungjae just first of all, has not been having a very good season and also doesn't play these courses very well. And um, I think I liked Minwoo obviously a lot last week. He was one of my plays kind of didn't finish quite as high as I was hoping, but um looking for him to sort of bounce back a little bit and have a strong uh, week this week. So we'll see. I've got, I've got part of both of those plays and it'll sort of tell, tell you where I agree with you and where I don't, I got Minwoo over Tony Finau. Uh That's it. Okay. Uh, One Oh five. Um, so I was sort of on fading, fading Tony and sort of boosting Minwoo a little bit. I, I I agree with pretty much everything you said. Um, Tony does like theoretically fit pretty good here. Um, I think, but I just again like just no confidence. Um, I just haven't seen anything resembling like a challenge. Like he just hasn't really played well at this particular year. So, um, I like that. The other matchup that I had, you know, because you you gave some of the matchups is I like um, I like. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick over Sam Burns. That's even money. Um, that that line looked crazy to me. Um, what was so it? what was it? it? It's just even money. And okay, I, even, I'm just yeah, like yeah. I feel like Fitzpatrick is just a significantly better player um, than Burns. Just like in a vacuum. Um, I know to win the tournament, it's forty-five to one versus sixty-five to one Fitzpatrick to Burns. But I feel like link style golf, like you know, in Scotland. Uh, one in a pretty good form and then one sort of struggled all season, especially off the tee. Like that's sort of like stealing money to me. Like I really like that particular matchup right there. I love just that. don't yeah. get it. No. Yeah. That. Okay. Then that's a great segue actually into my next play, which is going to be a uh, three ball matchup. So if I listed these three players for you, who do you think would be the favorite Jordan Spieth, Matthew Fitzpatrick or Jason day? Fitz. That's what I thought. It's I mean, actually Jordan Spieth. That's plus see, that's just crazy. Fitz, I like Fitz, I get it, it like the number, but really? <laughs> yeah, so Spieth is 160, Fitz plus 185, and Jason Day plus 190. So yeah, I so I went with Fitz on that one. Uh just like the the juiced up sort of odds there. And um I don't know. Fitz is exact of course had an up and down season, but just like you mentioned previously, this style of play and and where they're playing and i don't know i just i like i really like that a lot jason day at, at sub two to one in that group at 110 to one to win this tournament yeah. is a weird correlation <laughs> um i get speeth and fitzpatrick like i could give you the speeth argument i don't agree with it but at least there's something there um and they're sort of close in the odds but that that is an odd odd group yeah i, I would love fits there out of those three um let me get to my brooks play it's Brooks to win at 18 to one uh, be straightforward with that. But I am cons- capital C concerned about his day one and two group. He's with Cantley <laughs> and Matsuyama. And I think like conspiracy Eddie here, like the same way Cantley was like strategically put in front of Brooks to, to, you know, screw him out of the masters. Like, I think this is just a play like coming from the top right here to screw some of the live guys like Brooks being one of them. I don't know. That dude has to get in like his, you know, his uh, 
like beta blockers come Thursday, like his blood pressure medication, whatever you would call it, because that is going to be a long ass day for him. And that's something that he really struggles with. Like when he has to play at like a slow pace, like it actually affects his game. Um, but everything else, like I sort of just love like his like his ball flight, especially on his long irons, like in this style, I just think is a major advantage. Um, you know, before he got famous uh, on the PGA Tour, like he played overseas in Europe, uh, link style golf for like many years. Um, I know he likes it and is comfortable with it. Um, I like the price at 18 to one, too. Um, I would consider hedging it with him to miss the cut at three and a half to one because I feel like this could go like one of two directions with the Cantlay group. Like I'm actually like all humor aside, like I actually like it shook me about the actual play because I do think it's going to hurt him like overall in this tournament. Yeah. I like Brooks a lot too. He's got the caddy, Ricky Elliott, a uh, good sort of spot here. Like you said, always started off playing on the challenge tour, you know, in Europe at the beginning of his career. So he's definitely got the game for it. It's so funny because you always think of him as, of course, like such a mentally tough player when it comes to his own game and plays so fast and doesn't think about shots. So it's kind of funny and, and strange to me that the slow play like affects him as much as it does. It's funny because I saw your tweet today, something about like how they're just trying to screw Brooks over. And I didn't, yeah. I missed the, the pairings coming out or the groupings coming out uh, right when they did. So then I, was, I saw the tweet and I was like, oh, what's he talking about? So then, but then I saw the pairing and then I, of course, was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But um but no, I like I like to play a lot. He I saw him up as high as 24 this week in a couple oh, wow. spots. Bri- briefly, briefly, but yeah. um he started at somewhere like 22, crept up to like 24 and now he's of course back down to 18, which I think, but I I think uh, like to not have him right behind like the big like even big 3, I might even say big 2. Like I think Brooks Brooks should be like the third in line on the odds board should he not like i i just i don't think and i don't know what uh, nobody's talking about john rom i mean i don't something seems a little off with him but um oh my i I have a couple other plays not to not to uh delay us too much here but in your mind who would be the player of the year right now with knowing what we know at this point oh man so my mind immediately goes to either uh rom or scheffler um And it's like the wins versus like the ridiculous like top five, top ten streak that Scotty has going. Oh man, um, I'd have to see that out to the end of the year, I guess, to actually I think make that Sc- decision. If Scotty doesn't win this weekend, I think you have to say that it that it should be wrong, right? Right. Even, but just based on the win, he's got he's got three wins and the Masters, I think, right? So, I mean, yeah. even though he's been kind of cold to to close out yeah. the year. But but it's so unfortunate because like the what Scotty has done, of course, should be recognized and and put on display. But I just don't think you can. I think he has to win a major. Yeah, I guess. In that conversation. I guess if he didn't win this week, um, and presuming he doesn't win the rest of the year, like I think if he goes on and wins the FedEx Cup or you know wins a couple of those events down the stretch, like I think it it comes back into play. But I think you're right. Like the Masters is a big feather in your cap, and then like the beginning of the season is so long ago now that we forget. But it was like Rom just every single week. Um, I do you feel like he's a live bullet this week, Rom? I don't even think about him at all. Um, I'm not. I like, don't. I'm not on I don't him. know. Yeah. I, yeah. I. I don't. I don't know. I just he just hasn't shown a lot of late um 
And I think no, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't play him at the number that he's at. Maybe in a couple some matchups. I didn't find anything that I really liked, but um I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, not really for me. That that OB right with the way his driver has sort of been treating him, <laughs> yeah, like just gives always, me nightmares. Miss right, yeah. Yeah. I will say uh, like like you know, a little subplot here is uh there's apparently gonna be like a lot of protests at this tournament for like big oil. Like they they've been at Wimbledon and like the cricket championships, and it's sort of like a thing in Europe, I guess. And somebody asked Ram about it today. Um, and he was like, Well, I I think they should probably just catch me on the right hole then. Uh and I would love to see like like this is the subplot I'm looking for. I would love to see John Rahm break a club over a protester's back after like a three putt. Like that would be a fantastic uh, development. Um, but yeah, I'm just worried. Like like you know, I could I could really see like sort of a missed cut here, like from Rom. Like I just don't think yeah. this is you know not exactly his his cup of tea but with that said if he went and went went and won this by three strokes like it also wouldn't really surprise me either right. he uh chipped two balls in in a row uh from the practice you know green this this week so you know like he's still really good i just don't think the game is quite a fit uh a, as good a fit as as some others so i was yeah. i was off him yeah I, I agree uh you bringing up the breaking of the club though remind and wimbledon reminds me did you get to see did you see the wimbledon final Maybe. yes Yes, that was some good tennis. Yeah. That was some good tennis. I heard. Uh, I don't know how much do you watch like watch tennis. No, um, or just like the to, majors, like yeah, just the majors. I used to watch it a lot more when I was uh, a little bit younger, but now this is really the only tennis I've watched uh, this whole year. Yeah, same. Same. I'm a, I'm a casual, and when it was like Federer and Nadal, Djokovic, like I was tuned in like all the time, and I only tuned in because Djokovic was in the final. But man, that kid is good. That he yeah. played like I, I've heard um, since since that final. Have heard like multiple podcast interviews where they're like, "This kid is like going to be super duper special," especially um, going down six one and right. losing the first set six one was crazy. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Marty Fish was on Ryan Russillo's podcast. Marty Fish, who I don't know if you saw, got chirped on the 18th tee uh, in the celebrity golf tournament this this week that Steph won. No, uh, I did not see that. He was he was up three stable Stableford points going into the 18th tee, him and Curry. And somebody in the back of his swing like yelled like F you. And he like like shanked the ball like like out of play. Uh, Curry made eagle on 18, like, you know, which is still pretty crazy. Uh, to win but it was like a big thing like he could have just coasted to that win but he was on the podcast talking about that but was like um just picture like this new kid is like nadal with a better forehand and faster and i was like well that's a pretty good player right there that you're describing <laughs> so yeah pretty cool stuff but yeah. back to our back to our real sport let me uh yes let me get to my next play um what do you got i got a live golfer to win at 450 um, plus four fifty to one. Or oh no, sorry, plus four fifty. Plus four fifty. Four and a half to one. Okay. Four and a half to one. And, and for me, that's a pretty good play because it gives me Brooks, Cam Smith, and then DJ. And I don't know if anybody else is really in play, but I, you know, DJ is sort of a sneaky, you know, live dog in this event. Um, I didn't like him at thirty to one, but if he was in like the forties or fifties, like I definitely would have bid on that. Like he's got a pretty good links golf history. Um you know, the form and, you know, just the overall attention has not been, uh, not been there, but has it missed a cut at a major? Like it sort of has been like sneaky, not, not in contention, but just sort of like around the top of the page. 
Um, but if you're giving me all three of those guys, I think all three are, are live bullets, especially the first two, obviously. So um, I just like that value there at 450. Love that. Okay, my next play is going to be um, a top 40. It's going to be Jordan Smith, who's a Euro Tour mm-hmm. guy, sort of like link specialist. He's listed at plus 190 to finish in the top 40. Um, he finished T12 last week at the Scottish. Um, he has zero missed cuts or finishes outside of the top 40 this entire calendar year, uh, except for one missed cut at the PGA Championship is his only uh, finish outside. So um, like him to sort of continue that run a good form and, and sort of uh, have a good, good tournament at this um, sort of style, of course. That's a fantastic, fantastic play. Uh, I love that price. He's also like an awesome DFS play Um, him and this next guy that I'm, that I'm sort of playing. Um, I got Bob McIntyre who I hit big time last week uh, in, in a DFS and a few others, but I, I like him in two plays this week. Uh, I like him to win at 80 to one. I just think that's a, that's a crazy price for him. He just finished in second last week, links specialist. And then top lefty is a uh, uh, positive 110, which I like a lot. And it's basically him and Brian Harmon and Harman, Phil Mickelson. Yeah. And Phil. out of those three, like, again, I just like, <laughs> you're going to give me Brian Harmon in the same conversation as this kid. So I like I like him a lot. Uh, I like him a lot, a lot in DFS. I saw him at sixty eight hundred on DraftKings. I think that's a crazy good price, especially to to make him sort of your your cheapy in a lineup is is a great great play. Him and Smith. Um, so yeah, I, I like him a lot this week, and I really wouldn't be surprised to see him. You know, top five, top ten. Like he's just been in great form, and and is awesome, awesome in these settings. So. Yeah, definitely, definitely yeah, a line almost, bullet for me. Almost had him outright last oh, week. Man, yeah, rip, I, ripped away. Oh, I because look, you just reminded me. Um, obviously, Rory wins that tournament. Um, here's where I just got like really good under my skin a little bit. Is I don't know if you saw the clip of Rory going up to McIntyre after the tournament and being like, "Dude, I'm so sorry," and yeah. I can't tell you like if you put me like in those shoes, like how much that would piss me off. Like that is just like to me. <laughs> like the most condescending thing you can say to somebody else is like, I'm sorry that I beat you like that. That yeah. is just like a slap in the face. Um, I know he meant it well, but like, that was just such a shitty comment. Um, I just so I like the extra motivation. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't want to even, if I was the one that, if I was the person that won, like it's different if he, if, if he had approached Rory, then yeah. Rory can say whatever he wants and be like, uh, oh, I'm really sorry. But for, yeah, if Rory's the one that like sought him out, I think that's like a little, I, w- I would kind of take. Yeah. That hey, if you're that sorry, miss that effing putt on 18 and, you know, <laughs> yeah. be sorry that yeah. way. Like, what are you talking about? You're sorry <laughs> for winning. Like, oh, come on, man. Okay. My next one is going to be um, top South American player. And similar to your lefty bet, there's only three in the field. Uh, Brandon Grace. You know, no, no, no. Not South African, South American, South American. The continent. Oh, South American. South oh. American, yes, yes, yes. Do you know? Do you want to guess who they oh. are? Uh, I'm having South like a tough time actually thinking of like South American golfers <laughs> right now. So there's one from Chile, like, who Neiman, play, who plays on. Yep, Neiman plays on. All right. Yep, he's he's my pick at at minus one twenty. He's going up against uh, Grio, who's from Argentina. Yeah, is uh, is uh, Pereira? 
in? Mito? Uh, Mito is not. May not in, even be in the field, right? He must not be in right? the field. No, he's yeah. not in the field, I don't think. The third, so Grio's plus 145, who's basically, that's just who he has to beat. This other guy is um, Mateo Fernandez de Oliveira, who I've never heard of before. So I don't know. I'm just hoping that he can basically beat Grio, I think, unless this guy's just really good and I've never heard of him before. Yeah. Uh, but I'll take the <laughs> minus 120 and um, hope for the best. Yeah, when when you only recognize one name in a pool, that's usually a pretty good sign. I think that's a good a good case right there. Um, never heard of of that guy after Grio. I've seen his name down 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 on some betting boards this year, just scrolling. But I don't know. I don't really know who he is. Um, all right, Gary Woodland, uh, top ten is ten to one, and I just like that. Uh, top thirty at the Scottish. Um, sort of fell off on the last day when it got ultra windy. Um, but I just know like his game sort of fits like the lower ball flight, like playing this link style. Um, I like him at that price a lot. That's all I got to say about that. He's just sort of like game fits. It's a it's a modest play. Um, but yeah, 10 to one, top 10. All right, cool. Yep, I like that. Okay, my final play is going to be a, a um to make the cut parlay. I have uh seven legs here. So these seven guys. To make the cut, uh, this plays this pays out plus uh twelve ninety, so almost thirteen to one. Uh, okay, so it's uh, Neiman, Adrian Moronk, uh, Rasmus Hoygaard, uh, Corey Connors, Adam Scott, uh, Brooksy, and Scotty, all to make the cut. Well, I'd say I the last two are pretty pretty sure bets. Yeah, I should have probably left Scotty out of there because he's probably really crushing the odds that. Cause he's like minus 1100 or whatever to make the cut. But, um, but yeah, I just wanted to throw a couple in there that I was pretty sure about. So I'm surprised. I, I like all those guys as sort of under the radar, you know, players. I'm surprised the odds aren't better for that many players for seven, for seven legs. Right. Yeah. Especially right. having like, I can't, you know, I, I don't know. I don't have those in front of me, but like Moronk and Neiman, can't be too much outside like even money to make the cut right i would assume yeah, if think, not if not i better. think they were like slightly favored to make the cut like minus something like minus 125 or minus 150 something like that huh i like that i like the play i'm surprised it's not like in the 20s to to hit that um what is what is scotty's actual odds to make the cut i'm gonna look him up right now is it like I, one to I believe 20? going off memory no it was like one to 11 i think see to make the cut uh one to 20 on on DraftKings oh, right was now. it okay. crazy um all right i gotta i gotta make miss cut play um as as my second to last play it's a uh, wyndham clark to miss the cut uh and that's positive 240 um and i just think about like again what the demands of this course are going to be and what ball flight and what style of play sort of excel here um in a super stacked field and I just think that price is a little, a little too generous. Um, I know he's been playing great golf. I know he just won, um, you know, the U S open and, and I know he's good, um, legit, but I just think that that price is a little crazy. So, um, if I was going to fade, you know, somebody that's sort of near the top of the board, like that's going to be the guy I'm off this week. Speaking, speaking of fade and missing right off the tee, that's, a, that's another guy who, uh, uh I I've never stopped thinking about that. his, his drive on 18 <laughs> to win the U S open. Like that is that's like in a different country on this course, you know, that's just not going to fly. So, and I know that's his preferred ball flight. And like I said, like in the winds like that, like I'll just take my chances with him, you know, blowing up if that's the case. Um, you're, you said you're out, right? 
No more. I'm out. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. What's your last one? My last play is it's a simple one. Uh, European to win at a positive 120. Um, and I just think like that's just if you're not going to hit Brooks, um, I guess Brooks and Scotty, um, I'm not really sure. I see too many other super live dogs from America and like, you know, just the European style um, and, and the familiarity there it just brings a lot more guys, I think, into play. Um, you know, Rory Hovland, like, uh, you know, I just I, I like that that Ron, side Ron. of that coin toss better. Yeah. 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 It was, that was interesting. I heard that question posed today. If you had to pick Europe or USA, um, which one would you go with? Yeah. It's interesting because you see like towards the top of the board, I think you got to give the edge to Europe with the better players sort of inside of like 20 to one. But then U.S. has a couple some guys like between 20 and 30 that you could sort of get behind as well. But yeah, going to be uh, going to be tight, I think, for sure. Um, I don't know. I hope it would be interesting. Interesting to see how this comes down the stretch. Obviously, just hoping for a great finish. I would be very shocked to not see Rory or Scotty obviously in contention coming on Sunday, at least one of those two agree. Um, that's not like too earth shattering of a statement, but yeah. you know, we hope to just see the best, the best players sort of um, rising to the top here. That's, that's really what you want um, out of the majors. So we hope to get that for the last one here. So who's like your uh, odds aside, um, you know, pick to just win straight out. I'm interested to hear. Yeah. Cause I, yeah. I, I really don't know. I can, I can make the case for a few guys here. Sure. Um, I think I'll go with Brooks. I like that. What about you? Yeah. Uh, this is going to pain me to say, um, but I, I gotta go with Scotty again. I think this is the fourth week in a row where this has been my, my play when we get to this question and it's so boring and I hate doing it. But I just like the brain is just like overpowering the heart in this scenario. Like, don't get me wrong. I love Scotty and would love to see him win. Like, I think he deserves a few wins here considering what he's been doing. Um, but yeah, my heart, my heart is in a different place. It's first of all, anybody but Rory is sort of my overall sentiment here. I'm just going to be on the hater train. Like, I think it's more compelling when he's sort of searching for another major. Like, I don't want to see that that drama end. Um yeah, and I just I would love to see Brooks or Cam Smith. Like those are my one and two this week of sort of who I'll be having the most money invested on and who I really like personally want to see win. But yeah, we'll see. You mentioned the the greens sort of being a little bit slower. We'll see if that um, you know what that does for Scotty. He just has uh, I don't know, just such a even when he if his irons are a little bit off, he's missing the green. He's got the great around the green play still. I think that's going to be important for him this week. Um, and yeah, you just hope that the, the putter can, can get a little hot and, and it should be his week. So we'll see. Yeah. I think, um, I've seen a lot of pictures of like, I know I saw some side-by-sides from 2014 and, and this week, like in the practice rounds and it looks so much greener than it did in 2014. I, I want to see this thing like burnt out, like it should be. And I'm starting to get a little worried. That may not be the case. I, I want to see, like, I want to see the true links golf come out. And if it's like, like soft and, you know, receptive and not rolling out and the wind's not like whipping around, I think we're sort of robbed of a, of a cool show. Cause I like, I really enjoyed watching like the Sunday of the Scottish open and watching like all those different top tracers that you see. Like, I feel like when you're watching like good weather tournaments, you pretty much see the same, like two perfect ball flights hit like high cut 
high draw we're good like it's just it's perfect but like watching dudes hitting like these crazy like running stingers and like you know three woods out of the fescue and like stuff like that is is pretty cool change up from the rest of the uh the rest of the year and and after the ball lands too is like such a variable as well like sometimes you know if it catches like the wrong side of a slope or whatever just to see the run out is is what's really cool as well um just such a different different format of what we're used to seeing so yeah should be enjoyable all right dude i love it we got coffee and golf this weekend last major of the year um so this is great, dude. Any any parting thoughts before we uh we sign off here? Nope. Um 